The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very excited to have you with us today, and we have a room full. This is pretty awesome. We've got, I think, nine of us today that's uh It's a record. Here. It is a record. It's almost like a boot camp. Yep. <laughs> it it kind of is. I mean, the, really the amount of people that we have on a, a boot camp show that we typically do is probably about that. And so we have as old uh, as young as 12 and as old as 85. Yeah, and so we go everywhere in between. Looks like looking around the room, most of them are in that upper half. <laughs> but no, we have uh, my son Eli's with us today. Hi. Hi, Eli. And then uh, Robbie, of course, is with us. And we have uh, Dennis is back, Jim Barecki, Jim, Big Jim as we call him, Harold, and Vinny. And then Andy refused to set in, so we'll just talk about him anyway. But today we're going to be talking about a special topic, and we're going to be talking about beauty, but it's not what you probably think when I first say that. We're going to be talking about how our hearts are made for beauty. And I'm going to go right to a clip to kind of set that up. And this is from a movie called uh, A Story Worth Living, and it was kind of a documentary kind of thing that John Eldridge and his sons did with Dan Allenders. They traveled across Colorado on this uh, motorcycle adventure. And so you can see that at ransomheart.com. Uh, I think they have it there. But I want to get this little clip from it and listen to how he talks about beauty. We went out looking for adventure and beauty. Motorcycles and fly fishing through the best of Colorado. Life seems so much simpler on the road. You get into a rhythm. Rivers and aspen forests sand dunes and the high passes. More beauty than a soul could take in. Whatever story it is you're looking for, I guarantee you it includes beauty. And everything else in the world seems to make no sense. There is beauty. It speaks of a larger story. So, Robbie, as, as you listen to that, what kind of go, pulls up in your heart a little bit as John talks about this beauty and how it ties with adventure? Or is it in that kind of how it's been for you at times? Oh, absolutely. God made our hearts like he was going to come after them. He, he designed Eden with all this beauty involved. And it seems like if we find ourselves too far from there, we start starving for beauty, mm -hmm. what that may be. And, of course, you know, as a young man... Uh, you know, walking the DuPage River and all of a sudden looking down in there and seeing some rocks and then there was this orange crawdad and, and life just started to come out and realize that God was wooing me into a relationship I didn't realize at the time. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about as we prepared for the show and, and you know, the, the, the female body, the human body is something to be amazed. It's, it's a, just a, the crown of creation. I would agree with you there. Yeah, <laughs> but... You I'm have just, my complete, yay, God. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying that was one day. God took five days to create the other stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? So the stuff that we're talking about today is the other five days 
of creation's beauty, right? And so he took five days to create that and one for us. So we'll uh, kind of look at that a little bit, but um, <laughs> just thought about that. No, I don't know. Okay, that's yeah. Right. Uh, the summer had a, a great opportunity just to go with my, my sons to Colorado. Neither one had been there. And uh, Eli, you went this summer and did you feel something kind of in your heart as you kind of saw some things you'd never seen before as far as nature and the landscape go? Well, we went to, um, wasn't it Garden of the Gods? Yeah, we went to Garden of the Gods. That was one of the places that we went. And all those rock formations were just beautiful. How all of them were, well, the color of them and just how they were shaped. Mm -hmm. And there was these maps which had all the hot points. It was pretty cool. Yeah, nothing like that from where we've lived in the past. Yeah. And then we went to a lake. We like to call it, because Robbie told us about it, called No Fish Lake, <laughs> <laughs> to, go, to go fishing. But talk a little bit about what that looked like at that lake. I mean, the lake was pretty, but what was really pretty about being there? Well, we had an awesome view because everywhere you look, like 360, there was mountains everywhere. So you could see a lot of the Rockies. It becomes pretty cool when you start to see like the purple's mountain, purple mountains majesty when you really see it in person, and and that song makes a lot more sense. I've never heard the song. Uh, yeah, you, you have, you have. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it all the way home. Uh, it even starts out all beautiful, if I'm not mistaken. It does. It does. Well, thank you for bailing me out there, Robbie. Uh, I want to talk with Jim Barecki here for a minute. Jim, now you grew up in Colorado, right? I mean, you were born there. Yeah, I was born, I was born in Colorado. I lived in uh, out in a little place called Akron out on the northeastern plains for about 13 years, and my parents moved to Cheyenne. Now, Robbie said that's the plains for a reason. It's called the plains because it's plains. Yeah, you're starting to get almost into Kansas at that point. Oh, and yeah. It starts to flatten out. It's, you know, for, for me... Um, yeah, I grew up out there, but we spent a lot of time along the front range of Colorado mm -hmm. and, or, you know, the Rockies there and Denver, because that's where everything was kind of really located. <laughs> now, did you have an opportunity to really appreciate that before you moved away from it? No. As a matter of fact, as a kid, um, I, I didn't think anything of it. You know, you, you see the license plate, Colorful Colorado, and you just, it's a tagline for tourists, and it, it's really quite kind of funny i didn't appreciate anything that colorado had to offer till you know sometime after i had moved out it um i'd uh, uh moved down to uh, phoenix arizona uh for college and um that's a bunch of dirt as a desert but e even then you know uh, i i later learned in life uh, as i uh, traveled around uh on the pga tour that each and every area had as its own beauty mm -hmm. and I, I probably had been working for our on the tour um for probably almost a year before i realized I, i'm missing a golden opportunity to take photos and so i went out and spent 700 dollars on a camera and now all those photos are up in the attic somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's be, I'm thinking that's way before the digital photo age. Yeah, yes, it was way before <laughs> the digital photo age. Yeah, it would, it would have been a little bit easier. But you got to see a lot of the country, and that just had to be amazing just to kind of see what God's creation just in this little part of the world was. It, it, to me, the, the, uh, the contrast was incredible. You know, everybody talks about Colorado because, uh, you know, the mountains are there, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, beauty there with you know, snow in the middle of summer on the, you know, snow-capped mountains. Mm -hmm. And 
but even you know out in the middle of uh, New Mexico as we were talking earlier um, before the show started um, the bluffs and stuff out there in the colors and the reds and have their own beauty of their own mm-hmm. and you, you go out into the desert in Arizona after a rainstorm and it, it's an entirely different kind of beauty um, and of course you know you've got all the uh, uh, hardwoods out here uh, here in the east uh, that people just don't stop to appreciate and the fall colors here are incredible you know where you would actually actually have to get it up into the mountains in colorado to appreciate any uh color differences in the trees like you do here yeah i remember when i lived in california i thought it was very beautiful out there but i remember coming back to indiana which is where i grew up and you know i made fun of kansas a little bit ago but indiana's pretty much corn and soybeans with no mountains in between <laughs> so pretty much got the whole state but i came back and couldn't believe how green it was because i'd just been in, in california it had been summer it was really dry come through the desert you know got back back into indiana it was just beautiful just the greenery that was all around that i had forgotten about or never really mm-hmm. knew to appreciate well that, and many people don't understand that uh, uh you, you start traveling you know if you grew up out here in the east and have never, you know, been out west. Well, once you cross the Mississippi River and start heading further west, the trees start disappearing. Where by the time you get out to Kansas, you, you can count the number of trees on one or two hands. It's, I mean, it's very flat, uh, and it, it's got a beauty of its own with all the weed out there. And uh, you realize where all the wonder bread's coming from, if you, <laughs> you might say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, uh, quite different. It is. It is. Now, Dennis, you talked a little bit about, you know, same kind of thing, having mm-hmm. been a, a young boy, and you grew up where? Yeah. I grew up in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, which is uh, an area that is, Eli was talking about seeing mountains all the way around in Colorado. Where the Shenandoah Valley is surrounded by the Blue Ridge Mountains. So anywhere that you looked in any direction when I was growing up, that's what you saw was mountains. And it was just a beautiful place to, and when I was a kid, one of the things we were talking about earlier is when I was a kid, we took all that for granted. And it wasn't until, uh, it wasn't until I got older and wasn't going there as much, maybe visiting a couple times a year, we drive up through the valley and I go, what a beautiful sight this is. These beautiful mountains, particularly in the fall, uh, the landscape and everything that I took for granted growing up. And took for granted because I saw it day in and day out as opposed to... And I'd like to think that, too, my relationship with God had had grown Mm -hmm. and I saw the beauty of his creation in those mountains. Yeah, I think that there's something as your heart softens. Yeah. You know, you do get to appreciate things a lot more. And it is so awesome to have you back. So we're glad to have you back. It's good to be here. Uh, Eli, I want to ask you just another question real quick. Now, you've had the opportunity. You're all of 12. I mean, it's your whole life. I get it. But you you visited Florida. You've been to lots of places in North Carolina, uh, Colorado. Of those things that you've seen, what's a couple of your favorite things that you've seen from a beauty perspective as far as the, the beauty of God's creation? Well, I've liked going up to Pilot Mountain a couple of times and walking around it. And I, of course, like the Rockies in Colorado. Yeah. And then just... Our area with the forests and a lot of evergreens, it's just really beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's an amazing part of the country. And, and I think that that's what Jim was saying just a little bit ago, that no matter where you are, it's really kind of an amazing part of the country. 
And um, right now, with all the leaves changing in our neighborhood, all of it's turning like a yellow orange or orange red. And it's just a lot of good contrast in between a bunch of different colors. Now, had you really noticed that before this year? No, not really. I just now saw it. Yeah, now there's something as you grow up, God starts to awaken your heart. Now, you're in that point in your life that you're starting to really get awakened to some of that, and it's just going to get better. So it's going to be really cool for you to see that as we continue to go on adventures and stuff together. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. We're going to have more people that's going to talk and share their story. And we've got Vinny that's going to come up and give us just a story beyond stories. I can't wait for you to hear that. If you want to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, we've got a spring boot camp coming up in April. Make sure to go there and register. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you back with us. And I'm telling you, I could just listen to that song. It's it's so amazing. Eli was kind of laughing this week around the house that. Um, <laughs> I, I cut that clip earlier this week, and then I just kept singing the song all week. It was just kind of stuck in my head. But, Dennis, you kind of had a special story on beauty a little bit with that song, didn't you? Yeah, about nine years ago, my daughter turned 16, and uh, I wanted to put together a, a slideshow of pictures of her growing up. And I used that song as part of it. Actually, we did it here at The Truth. And uh, it just touched me. It touched me again now because every time I, I think of that and I hear that song, I could see those pictures of places we went and times that we shared together and her growing up as you know she just got married last month she'll be 25 well she turned 25 last saturday as a matter of fact but uh i will always treasure those memories and every time i think of that song i think of her so it's pretty, pretty special cool. yeah we we talk about the shows and we email a lot back and forth but we don't always know what the other clips are going to be and so when they come in and god kind of brings up a memory like that it's pretty cool 
to see how he continues to uh, to do that. And we are talking about beauty. We're not talking about the female beauty, which we talk about sometimes on this show. We're talking about the beauty of God's creation. Now, that could be the beauty of things that you see, the beauty of things that you hear, you taste, you smell. There's all these things that God really just designed. It's, life gets so busy sometimes we just walk right on past them and don't really notice it. And, and Vinny, I want to ask you a question. That's something that's kind of changed for you over the years is kind of the things that you've appreciated in beauty. How's that kind of changed in the last couple of years for you? In a big way. Uh, everything that everybody here has said about mountains and trees and leaves and color, well, of course I have seen it. But then God, God gave us the greatest gift, I believe, because I'm living it now, of senses, seeing, hearing, smelling. And nobody appreciates that until one of them is taken away. And especially if that one is your eyesight. Well, God took my eyesight. I am blind. And I was extremely distraught about it. But then I found out that he also gave me smelling, tasting, hearing. And I came out of it with all them senses because they're all together. I now listen to books, audio books. I listen to television. And I smell my food, which I never did before. You know, you walk in a restaurant, you may smell all food. But when somebody puts a plate in front of you, I now can tell what it is because I'm concentrating. And that's through God. Being a blind man is an awful thing. And you people that are out there that are unfortunate to be blind, just know that he has given you other senses that are important too. The sense of smelling, for me, is a great sense because now when my wife comes to bed to me, I can't say how beautiful you are because I can't see her. But I say it anyway because I remember. But her smell, her smell, her perfume just brings this 85-year-old man to life again. Yeah, I can't see. But thanks to the Lord and his creation of all of us and the trees and the mountains, he also gave us the creation of senses. And we use them all at one time or another in our life. I am a, I could say it, I'm a happy blind man if that makes any sense. Maybe some of you out there says you ought to go see a psychiatrist because you <laughs> sound like a nut. 
But no, it's true. The other senses are important too. And there's been beauty in my life with women. My wife was the most gorgeous thing that you ever saw. My first wife, and I still adore her. But like we all know, we are <coughs> created in God's image. And he gave us all of this to use or take advantage of it. And right now, I'm a happy blind man. Well, Benny, thank you. I know that that gives a lot of, <clears throat> just a lot of people hope, you know, because you, you think about the situation you're in and you say, okay, but there's there's other things here. And I remember we walked that journey with you a little bit um, as you've kind of continued down that and to see what God has taken you through to this place has been amazing and we appreciate you sharing that. I'm going to go in the complete opposite direction on a clip. This is a clip about two men, one that appreciates beauty and one not as much. Now, now Dennis, this was your clip, so why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, this was from a movie called The Great Outdoors. It was done several years ago. John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, they end up spending their vacation together with their families. The character John Candy plays has memories of being there with, when he was younger and sees the beauty the other guy, Dan Aykroyd, well, he sees something else. And, and he, they weren't expected guests, I don't think, from the, no. they just kind of showed up. No, that's yeah. right. Now, here you go. Here's the clip. In the whole week, he'll be here. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Just something. So, anyway, you're an intelligent man. Thank you. Make a good living? Not bad. Get a good life. Pretty good. Answer me one question. Sure. Why the hell would you want to come up to a plant-infested no-man's land like this and live like a barbarian for a week? You wouldn't understand. Try me. I, I have great memories of this country when I was a kid, you know, and I used to come up here with my dad, and, and I want the boys to have the same memories. Actually, I would look around you, Roman, for God's sakes. This is, this, is, this is beautiful country here. Take a good look. I'll tell you what I see when I look out there, if you want to know. Hey, yeah, I'm curious. I see the underdeveloped resources of northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I see a syndicated development consortium exploiting over a billion and a half dollars in forest products. I see a paper mill, and if the strategic metals are there, a mining operation. A greenbelt between the condos on the lake and a waste management facility, focusing on the newest rage in toxic waste, medical refuse, infected bandages, body parts, IV tubing, contaminated glassware, entrails, syringes, fluid, blood, low-grade radioactive waste, all safely contained, sunken in the lake, and sealed for centuries. Now, I ask you, what do you see? I, I just see, uh, see trees. Well, no one ever accused you of having the grand vision. Nope. Maybe it's all for the best. While the ambitious scramble for wealth and power, the Chet Ripley's of the world are just able to lay back and casually stroll along life's path. I mean that as a compliment. Oh, thanks. The rest of us are all probably going to die of heart attacks and strokes long before you. <laughs> I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That was a great clip, Dennis. Thank you. Harold, I wanted to ask you a question. Now, you, you find, kind of fall more in that John Candy part. Now, I know you write poetry. We talked a little bit about it before on the show. And a lot of times that poetry has been for a female, for your wife. But you've also written some other poetry that wasn't that way, was it? Yeah, that's right. I, I don't really remember when I first started seeing beauty. Uh, I think it was pretty early in different forms. 
uh, I saw beauty in music when most of my peers were going crazy over Elvis. I was trying to tune into WWL out of New Orleans so I could listen to the jazz. I listened to classical music as a young high school kid, probably the only one in my <laughs> my town that did. Um, the thing I like about uh, poetry is uh, that less is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to find the right words and uh, try to minimize them. Uh, I, ro- I wrote uh, one poem uh, when I was down at uh, Ocean Isle. It's uh, How the Beach Reminds Me of God because uh, I took a picture of a, of a sunset and I was looking at the sunset and then the, the ocean and thinking about uh, the ocean reminding me of God because it's infinite. You can see so little of its surface and even less of its deep. And that's kind of how we see God. Uh, we get uh, glimpses of God through his creation. Uh, I've often thought that he could have created one flower. It could have even been gray. But he didn't do that. He created such a variety of, of flowers for us. And most of them have no value other than the beauty that, that we enjoy. Uh, I wrote another poem about how the mountains uh, remind me of God. We were driving from New Mexico up to Colorado, and I stopped on the side of the road to take a photo of the snow-capped mountains, and I wrote a poem about that. And uh, Robbie had said we can post those on the on the website because I can't remember them well enough to <laughs> quote them, and I didn't bring them with me. Uh, but one of my favorite songs is Open the Eyes of My Heart. And one of the reasons it is is because I believe that the person that truly looks through the eyes of the heart sees God and not just trees and flowers and streams, mountains. You see God. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much, Harold. Sorry, Jim, we didn't get a chance to ask you about it, but we know we'll have you back in another week with us. I wanted to ask you guys for your help on something. A grandson of our our, um, patron here, uh, Vinny, got hurt in an accident and there's a GoFundMe account set up to help sponsor his long-term stay at the hospital he's going to have for a while and we'd ask you to go visit our website uh, and our uh, Facebook page look at that and go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp April 6th through 9th we'll see you next week